Hi, and welcome to our spooky podcast. I'm Diana. And I'm Kate. And welcome back. Podcast number two. I'm Woo. excited. <laughs> I think it's great. <laughs> Me too. We did it. Very we great. came back. I think, you know, I'm just proud of us for wanting to do something and then just going out and doing it. Yes, like Halloween Town. <laughs> You gotta want it and then let yourself have it. <laughs> is that is that a thing from Halloween? Yeah, Grandma Aggie says it when they're making the potion. <laughs> That's such a witchy thing for you to know. I know. <laughs> I love that movie. Just making Halloween Town references out here. Well, how was always how was your week? My week was good. I had many interviews for grown-up jobs. <gasps> That's exciting. Like, yeah. Like, like what? Just interviews, though. <laughs> Nothing has come from them yet. <laughs> and I did have one interview last week that I had, like, a, it was supposed to be a telephone interview. And then I was sitting at my phone when the interview was supposed to happen, and they never called me. So I emailed them the day after and was like, hey, I never got an email, or I never got a phone call from you guys, and I haven't heard anything back from them, and I was supposed to be last Tuesday. They just didn't say wow. anything. They yeah. suck. Well, yeah. that kind of eliminates that job then. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of the ones that I didn't really want, but I've been applying to everything, so. Well, that helps you, though, because it's not, you know, you don't want a job that is just going to not do things. Talk to you. <laughs> 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 exactly, exactly. How was your week? Uh, you know, it's been good. School stuff, been studying. I literally thought about the podcast the entire week and I was going, I really like doing the podcast and I really want to continue doing the podcast. And I have so many ideas that I want to do. And we have actual people that are listening. I know we hit 13 plays and 13 (laughs) audience members or whatever. What is it? What do they call it? I think you're spot on. We have, we have 13, yeah, 13 audience members, 13 plays, and six unique listeners. So six people listen to it two times, I think is what that means. But I'm like not super convinced that I'm correct. We appreciate it and we love it. And we honestly were just like, even if nobody listens, we're still going to do it because we yeah. like this stuff and it's fun. And Kate and I right now, like we don't live close to each other. So this is a way that we can like talk to each other and make sure that we're still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Basically. Um, anyway, so let's let's dive in. This week we had a topic, and the topic was hometown haunts. I love it that you just jumped in there and like took the reins. <laughs> That was amazing, <laughs> and it was probably less amazing because I had to bring attention to it. But beautiful. Okay, <laughs> who wants to go first? Um, I will go first this week since I went since you went first last week. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> all right, let's do it. Right. Okay. So yes, my story episode section chapter whatever. We are calling our portion. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Is on the highway 
in Virginia called the Pocahontas Parkway. Okay. Yes. So I did not know about this at all. And I live like 20 minutes away from it. And I think this is like really close to where your parents lived. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is. Yes. Yeah. So this highway was supposed to be a connector between Interstates 95, 150, and 295. Um, And it was supposed to connect all of the major highways without people having to drive through Richmond. So it was basically just taking interstates to go around Richmond because for, from people that are not from here, Richmond is quite messy. And if you have to drive through Richmond, you hit a lot of traffic, a lot of construction constantly, just a lot of mess. So that's why this was created. So this highway before it was a thing, was apparently Native American burial grounds, Native American land, okay? And according to rvaghost.com, Native American artifacts were actually found before the highway even broke ground, including evidence of Powhatan and, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, and I'm so sorry, Arohatak villages. They're Native American villages, probably got that second one wrong, uh, from 6,000 years ago. So before this, before this highway even became a thing, before anything happened, there were remains found that proved that it was a Native American burial ground. So before anything even happened, there were researchers that came out and dated these things. So it's accurate. It's not just people assuming or anything like that. It's actual, like, researchers from universities and stuff came and dated all of the stuff that was found so that was crazy uh but the commonwealth of virginia went ahead and built the toll plaza on top of the actual native american burial grounds so for this highway the toll booths are literally (laughs) no on top of known native american burial grounds and they were just like yeah, that's fine. That's, that's not a big deal. That seems incredibly wrong. Like that feels on a lot of dirty. levels. Yeah. On a lot of levels. Like morally, uh-huh, uh-huh. For one, and then as like a superstitious person, I'm like how could you even look at that and be like, yeah, this is fine. You're like, I'm sorry, I can't pay the tolls. Um this is on a Native American burial this, ground. Yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> straight through I'm so sorry exactly exactly (laughs) so this this highway this toll booth this whole situation there were so many issues before any before it was even built and then right after it was built so during construction there was a lot of issues so two construction workers died during the construction I couldn't find anything on like their deaths or like what happened but everywhere just says like yeah two construction workers died during construction of this interstate and all of these things so I have a question how dangerous yeah is it to build a, a road like <laughs> did people normally die <laughs> on constructing roads like I don't I don't know but it everything that I read made it sound like it was very uncommon for that to happen so for it to happen twice in this right. one was very strange and you would think after the first death they would be like okay uh, hmm, maybe we shouldn't do this yeah no right no, they did it anyway let's be a little bit more careful uh yeah huh okay so that's not the only issue though 
Oh no. They also ended up overrunning their budget oh, to build I, the road. Uh, it's Virginia. Yeah, which <laughs> that happens everywhere with literally everything. Um, and it in the beginning it was not supposed to be a toll road, but they ended up putting the toll booth, making it a toll road, which ended up preventing people from taking the road because they were like, oh, this new road. And then when people found out it was going to be a tolled road, they were like, mm, never mind. I'm just going to go through Richmond. And it's literally the most annoying toll. It really is. Out of all the tolls, it's the tolliest, you know? The, to- the tolliest. It's the most annoying. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they, people died. The budget was overrun. And when it first opened, they realized they were not making money <laughs> because people didn't want to take it. Right. Like they thought that they, if they did this and made it a toll, they would be making money. I don't, at tolls stupid <laughs> anyway <laughs> an australian company ended up buying out the road hoping to make a profit after a few years since the growth in the surrounding area was projected to increase over the next couple of years um however in 2012 the company ended up writing it off as a financial loss and the cause being that the road was haunted so this Pocahontas Parkway, this was in two thousand. This was begun in two thousand two. So in two thousand two, it was erected. Whatever two thousand twelve. <laughs> I think the company bought the Australian company bought it like right after they realized that it wasn't making any money. In two thousand twelve, the company that bought it wrote it off as a financial loss because the road was haunted. According to reports, the spirits of Native American warriors were scaring drivers away which is what the Australian company literally said in their reports was that it was a financial loss and they could not make money from it because people were scared to drive on the road. Huh? Yeah. So stories of the ghost began before the construction even began as crews were getting ready to construct it. They saw a native American warrior or what they thought was on a horse watching them at night. So even with all of these issues, they were still doing it. What, what kind of horse? It does not specify Miss Horse Girl. Okay, just, just wondering. It was a ghost. There's horse. no information about the type of horse, but I'm going to assume a dead one. Yeah, it was a ghost horse. Okay, got it. Yeah. So the first story that is at least documented, there might be more from that, but the first story documented was from July 15, 2002. In the middle of the night after the bridge officially opened, not long after it was open, a truck driver saw three Native American men standing in the middle of the highway. He said the men were holding torches and dressed like typical Native American warriors equipped with headdresses and typical warrior clothing. Um, The driver said he passed by the men, and as he passed by them, two more appeared on the side of the road. He did not think that they were ghosts. He said that he thought they were like real men. Like he said, they looked like people standing, like men in the middle of the road. Okay. Um, So he thought that they were living Native Americans protesting the road since the Native American history of the area was well known. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone knew like the history of the remains and the burial grounds and the artifacts that were found and all that stuff. So he just wrote it off as like, yeah, these people are protesting. I'll just report it. So he told the toll worker about the men 
the toll worker filed a police report, but there, there was no evidence of anything, anyone being on the road after the report. So after some research, it was found that the local tribe, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong also, the Nanzamon tribe were fighting to get their tribe recognized by the government and a protest would have hurt their chances. Um, so that's what people were writing it off as. We're like, oh, it's just this local tribe. You know, they're protesting the road. Don't worry about it. Like, we'll talk to them. But then after they were doing research and they looked at records and everything, they were trying to get recognized as a tribe by the government. Um, and if they did something like protest the road by standing in the middle of it, unfortunately, they would probably not have been able to be recognized because the government would have thrown it out because they were irritated, um, which sucks. But, you know. Anyway, it was not them. And fun fact, in 2018, the tribe actually got their recognition by the government. Yay! So the story was in 2002, they were fighting, right? In mm -hmm. 2018, they finally got recognized oh as a tribe. In the Sorry, weird. Commonwealth of Virginia, not state of Virginia. <laughs> but after 2002, the reports did not stop because people continued to report seeing misty figures on the road the sounds of war cries and drums and toll plaza workers reported items moving on their own and dark figures moving around the toll building. Oh One God. man quit in the middle of his first shift because the activity was so bad. That's and here's the other thing is like that highway a lot of it is like in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Like it's there's nothing around it. A lot of it is just strips and then like industrial like sites off of the highway and like factories and shit and then like yeah. obviously it leads to like Richmond but if you're actually on the highway like there's not a place where you can it's like pull off empty. and yeah it's not like you can like oh my neighborhood's right here I'll just like jump over the the um guardrail and stand in the middle of the highway <laughs> like yeah. it, it's not near really anything yeah so that's what makes it extra creepy so what also confuses me is that so before any of this even started if you ask the people that live in the area like not even at the road but like just like a couple miles out you know around the highway um there have been reports for years and years and years of residents being able to hear the sounds of like Native American rituals and stuff like war cries, drums, people yelling, screaming, stuff like that. Literally for years before anyone even said anything about the highway. Like these were things that people knew were occurring. Interesting. And they did not stop when this highway was put in. They just like didn't connect the dots of being like. I guess not. Hmm. Which doesn't make sense to me, but. Right, that's my first. I don't like, know. <laughs> something moves in the house, and I'm like Indian burial ground, you know, like. <laughs> right, that's literally my first thought. Like I live in the middle of the city, and I'm like, "Yep, Indian burial ground." I know. I'm like, "Oh my Which god." It's possible, but I really don't think where I live there's anything. But, uh, but the most interesting part of the story, and I think the most interesting part to you as well is there is video evidence <gasps> of these ghostly warriors. Oh my gosh. Literal yes. video oh, evidence. There is. Oh my gosh. I'm so Literally. Up. 
I'm yes and yeah. if I can find the footage which I tried looking for but I didn't look too hard if I can find it I will post it on our Twitter for everyone else to see I'm yes clapping yes so a police officer got a report there was no year or anything on this so i'm was that would make a little bit harder to find yes yes it was (laughs) a (laughs) (laughs) A a police officer got a report of a man who was not visible however when looking back at security footage the man can be seen on camera before disappearing so the police officer got a call about the man he arrived, there was no one there, he didn't see anyone, he wrote it off. He looked back, the, back at the security footage to see if maybe someone was there and then left or like, a, you know, something, you know, whatever. Um, so we looked back at the security camera footage. There was someone there when he was there who he did not see, but it showed up on the security camera and it was a Native American person in or the warrior outfit with the headdress and the literally war paint and all that stuff on the camera that just disappeared. Oh my God. Yeah. So uh, after too many reports, the Virginia State Police spokeswoman, Corinne Geller, investigated the parkway because they had gotten so many reports and so many phone calls. They were like, okay, let's go check it out and see if someone is doing this if there if it's a prank or you know what's going on because we've gotten too many reports like we just got to check it out so she went and stayed overnight I guess on this in the pole or in the pole in the toll booth on, the, on the, pole. Side of the road he's <laughs> right? the pole. what it's <laughs> Richmond so <clears throat> yeah wouldn't be surprised yeah. um anyway <laughs> so I don't know where she was at but she had three instances where she could hear screams, drums, and other noises. And that was the Virginia State Police spokeswoman mm-hmm. who went out and was investigating this stuff. So the news from this got so widespread that people were coming with chairs to sit on the side of the highway and hope to hear or see something for themselves. Hold on. So the... Where, where are these people yeah. parking? No, they park away, and then I guess they're walking down the side of the highway. How? I have no idea. Like, I guess on one of the exits, and then they would just walk up the exit back to the highway, and they would just sit there. That's <laughs> man. Wow. Okay. Like I yeah. said, there's, like, not a lot of stuff around, so that surprises me that people would do that. Yeah, but I guess on like one of the exits or a couple of exits, people would park somewhere off the exit or maybe even park on the side of the road Mm -hmm. and then, you know, go and put chairs near the toll booth or something. I don't know. Um, But the area became so congested, the police had to put up no parking signs and no loitering signs and stuff because I people were parking on the side of the road or, you know, parking and then walking towards the toll booth and then sitting there. So they literally had to put up no parking signs on the side of the highway. Oh my God. And no loitering signs on the side of the highway because people were literally camping out to try to hear some strange shit. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Since then, reported sightings have lessened. Reported sightings though. Right. So just, I mean, it's 2021 now. This was in 2012. 2012 was like the start of 
social media and iPhones and all of that stuff. So like if people were talking, like, of course, they're not going to report it because if you know that there's a ghost sighting or whatever, like these days, like you're not going to, you're not going to report it. Like if you see a ghost, you're not going to call the police and be like, hey, there's a ghost. (laughs) You think people are like (laughs) on social media and being like, oh my God, I saw this thing instead of reporting it to the police. So in like 2002, people were calling the police and reporting all of these things. But then it got widespread that it was haunted. And I think that people were still experiencing stuff, but they were no longer reporting it because people were also getting in trouble for like going and sitting mm-hmm. and like parking for when they weren't like when it wasn't needed and stuff. So I think people got scared that they would get reprimanded for saying something also. Like, I don't think that anything has stopped, but I think pe- the amount of people that are like reporting what they've seen or heard has definitely lessened because of that and not because it hasn't been happening. Right. You know? I gotcha. Um, and it's theorized that it was a publicity stunt to get people on the parkway since it wasn't very popular because it was a told road that people were no longer interested in once they found out that it was a toll. Um, however, most people don't actually believe the story. And I'm one of those people. I just, because the residents that live around where the highway was built were like, yeah, we've been hearing stuff for years. Like it's not a big deal. We're used to it. And then also people from out of town that drive on the highway because to the whole point of the highway was to connect it, to get to you to the Richmond airport. So people from out of town were also making reports and stuff and like people from out of town would not could not be in on a publicity stunt for our area you know I mean like yeah they could have been but like I don't believe that at all right that's very specific (laughs) yeah and also like the pub if it was a publicity stunt like it started before the construction Mm -hmm. even began so like why why would they do that? And then like after the road was bought out by an Australian company, like everything was still the same, like nothing changed. So it wouldn't make sense for it to be a publicity stunt. So I, I, yeah, I really don't believe that. I think it's haunted and don't fuck with Native American burial grounds or anything to do with Native Americans actually, because we've already done enough. Um, Stop, (laughs) stop fucking with their shit. PSA just stop this is not our land like stop fucking with it (laughs) (laughs) leave it alone fair enough that was so good do you want to sit on the side of the highway (laughs) um yes thank you let's go and get ticketed I'm fine with that I'm you know I'm not it's okay (laughs) but it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it probably wouldn't be too much like (laughs) I don't know I don't know what is like a loitering ticket? I don't know. It's too much. If it's any like two hundred fifty dollars. Oh God, that's two hundred and fifty dollars. Too much. I'm oh. looking it up. Okay. Well, why you do that? There's no prices. <laughs> do you want to know my story? Yes, it's about something crazy. Hint, hint. <laughs> you don't. Do you know what it is? I literally don't. Oh. <laughs> I thought I I think you mentioned something briefly but I don't think you really explained what it was because when we first started talking about doing 
uh, like Virginia stuff, you're like, oh, I have this idea and it's related to this, but I'm yeah. not going to tell you what it is. So, so I was back and no. forth between two, <laughs> I was back and forth between two stories. One I'm going to do at a later point in time and it's about like the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. This Very story. Spooky. Yeah. Blue Ridge Mountains are spooky, man. I live near them. I'm sorry. I don't live on a mountain in the Blue Ridge Mountains, but I live near them. <laughs> now, every, every, I mean, yeah, I live, I live on a mountain in Blue Ridge Mountains. It's fine. Nobody's going to find me. We're not popular enough to have soccer's. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> um, it's fine. So what I'm going to be talking about is the most haunted location on the East Coast. I've actually been here to this place. I've taken a tour. And I've also, they have a haunted house that they put on every year. And I've been to it. Um, so this is St. Albans Sanatorium. And it is located in Radford, Virginia, which is... Ooh near the school that I, <laughs> near the college that I went to um and it was kind of a thing for all the college kids to go to this place um and take a tour or uh, a lot of college kids worked the haunted house that they have at, on Halloween so uh if you're in the New River Valley or on the Blue Ridge Mountains you probably know about St. Albans if you're into uh, ghosty stuff then you probably know about St. Albans just because it's super haunted so we're gonna nice dip dive right into it okay so we're starting in 1892 so a while back right like last year St. Albans originally opened up as a Lutheran boys school so that's fun I'm sure it was a great place to be <laughs> sounds fun (laughs) great it was super prestigious and because of this the school was super hard and demanding um it it was just like they expected a lot out of the boys um it was built to accommodate about 50 boys prepare them for university or business and the whole premise was for these boys to like get their education away from temptations and distractions that they would find in the city or like at home because if you guys know about Radford Virginia there is not really anything to do out there it's kind of in the middle of nowhere literally I mean even now there's there I mean there's a school and there's some stores and that's it (laughs) there's there's not much out there um so like Radford's a big party school and the reason why it's a big party school is there's literally not anything else to do except for drink so anyway these boys are out there at St. Albans in Radford Virginia to get away from the temptations and distractions of the city um the school quickly earned a reputation for encouraging bullying so that fucking sucks and I would not have lasted there yeah no one I'm not a boy um (laughs) so I would not have even gotten in right right right. Um, you could pull him on I I could I could do that uh however I have this thing called titties oh yes yes and no amount of binding yeah can fix that (laughs) 
so they were really they were really pro-bullying probably the only school that I've ever heard of that's like pro-bullying uh oh no the school I grew up in was very much pro-bullying was it St. Albans no oh okay I'm it was sorry. called New Life oh which is what I wanted from going in that school Wait, we need we need a little like sipping tea sound yum 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 sip the tea okay well that school uh needs to get on the anti-bullying program uh and so does St. Albans so uh anyway they were known for being really tough on the kids which is interesting because like it's 1892 right so like being tough on kids I feel like in the old old days like if you did the if you did the stuff that they would do in like you know the 19 early 1900s right and you did it now you would be locked up so when they say it was really really harsh and the and everybody was saying that it was really really harsh and it had this reputation for being really harsh in 1892 I really am curious as to what was happening so me too they didn't I don't want to know because it would make me sad Exactly. And they didn't go, like, all of the places that I looked into, none of them said, like, what was, what was happening. So they just kind of said that they were encouraging bullying, and the kids would be really mean to each other, and the teachers would just kind of, like, not even, either not even look at it, or they would be, like, you know, egging the kids on. Um, Oh my gosh. Because of this, unfortunately, and we should probably put a warning at the beginning of this um because a lot of the boys did unfortunately like commit suicide because of like the really awful stuff that they had to go through so yeah and in I found some old yearbooks from St. Albans and they have these memorial pages for the lost boys and they have little sections that talk about like the boys character and stuff like that and they give them like a full page um like obituary of sorts yeah it's really sad but um so the school closed in 1911 thank goodness no other kids had to go through the craziness that was uh the St. Albans Lutheran Boys School and then it was quickly bought up I say quickly but it took uh five years (laughs) So maybe not that quick, but it was bought up by Dr. J.C. King in 1916, and he opened it as a facility to house mentally disabled people. So that's when it came Saint, became St. Albans Sanatorium, um, and it was considered advanced for its time. They basically advertised it as a place that had like these advanced medical procedures um, they had like so a really crazy pop- stuff. Right, 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 right. <laughs> For 1916, yeah. Um, they had uh, a rooftop garden, they had a bowling alley, and they even had like a small farm. So they really tried to advertise it as like, you're, you'll be at home here and we'll take care of you. So of course, it was it it didn't take care of people. Surprise, surprise. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> if it did take care of people I'm shocked. Right. If it had taken care of people, then it wouldn't 
have been haunted, right? Let's just start off with the basics. The staff to patient ratio was 48 to 6,509. What? So they had 48 staff, 6,509 patients. As a previous ER employee, having four to one was too much. (laughs) Yes. So you have to think... 48 to 6,509, that is an incredibly small staff. People were not getting the care that they needed. There were days where people would go without even being looked at, um, being checked on, just absolutely insane. On top of that, they had experimental treatments that left people permanently disabled or resulted in death. Um, they were really into lobotomies, which, yeah, (laughs) um, they were really into electroconvulsion therapy. That doesn't sound like a fun time. Nope. And they were really into hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy was like their specialty. Okay. So, so they drowned people. It was, it was, it was like waterboarding in a sense. Like, you got wrapped up in wet towels and, like, stuffed in a bathtub and, like, left to where you, like, couldn't move around. And then they had people drowning in, like, the bathtubs, and it was awful. I Um, would pray for death. Yeah, and that seems to be what the tone was when I was reading a lot of this stuff, is that the people that got there just you know, it, it was, it was absolutely awful. I am going to go into, in an, in, in a different episode, I am going to kind of like go into lobotomies and electroconvulsion therapy and hydrotherapy and stuff like that more in depth and talk about it. But mm-hmm. as of this one, like it is really heavy um, just because we were talking about like the boys being abused and um, all the stuff that happened to the patients. So I thought that I wouldn't go into it in this episode just because it's, it is a little bit darker, so I'll do it in a different episode and go more into what what used to happen in mental hospitals before, you know, like the 1950s. But anyway, so small staff to patient ratio, they had super inhumane living conditions because they had 6,509 patients. And let me tell you, I went to St. Albans and the place is big, but it is not that big. So I don't know how they fit 6,509 patients in there. Um, they must uh, Not easily, probably. Yeah, they must have been on top of each other. So now we're going to kind of get into the reports. Obviously, a lot of um, kind of awful stuff happened in St. Albans uh, that led to it being, quote unquote, haunted. So the, these are the reports that people have seen or what has happened they get full-bodied apparitions on photos so I'm sure you can I haven't looked it up but I'm sure you can look up um, the full-bodied apparition photos uh, from St. Albans Sanatorium they also have a book that came out about St. Albans and I believe there's pictures and photos and proof in the book And it kind of goes more into depth about um, the ghosties that are there. 
So they also see shadowy figures. Uh, they have reported levitating objects. They have reported hearing voices and people have had physical contact with uh, some of the ghosties. One of the no interesting- No thanks. <laughs> one of the interesting things, which Kate knows the importance of this, but a lot of the stuff in St. Albans, if you go to visit, they have a lot of, I, I say artifacts, but a lot of things in St. Albans that have been there during Mm-mm. when it was a sanatorium. So they'll have tools on the ground, like nobody really cleaned it up. They have gurneys. Uh, they have the actual tubs that people like drowned in. So there's still a lot of negative energy that continues to reside there. And a lot of tools that were possibly used to or led to the death of the patients there, uh, which when I walked in, I didn't know that they had that stuff and it kind of freaked me out a little bit because <laughs> um, I'm very much, I'm, I'm very yeah. superstitious and I don't, I don't like being around that stuff. Anyway, some of the most active rooms, obviously the room that they did the hydrotherapy, um, that is one of the rooms that has the most activity. They do have a bowling alley in the basement that has two female uh, ghosts. One of the ghosts, her name is Allie, and she's a young daughter of a hospital patient. And then the other ghost is Gina Renee Hall, and Gina was murdered on June 28, 1980, um, along Hazel Hollow Road. And so she's said to haunt down there as well. Spooky. Yeah. St. Albans was bought out by a, a man named Tim Gregory, and he was actually a previous patient in the hospital because it ran up until, what did I say? I think it ran until the 1990s or something. What the heck? Yeah, until the 1990s. It was actually owned, I think, by Carillion Clinic, which is a part of uh, Radford University. So, and I think, and that was like in the later years when obviously it wasn't like as, as bad, but I think Radford had intentions of turning it into like West campus for Radford university. And then they decide not to, I think because of the ghost. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> and <Moms>. then, <laughs> and Tim Gregory, which there's a lot of ghost stories about Radford in general, uh, St. Albans is maybe like a five minute drive from the Radford University campus. So it's really close. And it's probably less than that. Maybe it's like three minutes. Um, anyway, this guy named Tim Gregory, he was a previous patient at St. Albans and he bought it out and he wants to transform it into a research and enlightenment center. I don't know what that means, but good for him. Sure. <laughs> so in order to fund the Research and Enlightenment Center, he has thrown these annual haunted houses. Basically, the premise of the haunted house is you go in and they advertise it as, is it the actors or is it an apparition kind of thing? Are you actually... Oh, yeah. that would freak me out. Right. Uh-uh. Are, are the oh, screams, thank you. <laughs> are the screams in the sanatorium the screams of people that are running around in a haunted house? Or is it ghosts kind of thing? So I will tell you when I went in for the haunted house, I didn't feel anything. I was with one of my friends. We went through. It was fine. That being said, there's tons of people there. So it doesn't feel 
as scary and yeah everything's kind of dressed up to look really really scary so it tends to be a little bit easier to just like walk through and you know that it's dressed up to be scary I did go Uh, on well I can't do haunted houses um in general let alone one that was (laughs) what this one was right um so I will never be partaking in that but thank you for making me feel better about it you're you're good (laughs) you don't have to go (laughs) If you do want to, though, I've been on their ghost tours, so you can tour it. Um, I think they only do it through certain months. It's like a three or four month period that they do ghost tours. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. obviously not during like the fall season because that's when they do their haunted houses. But uh, they do ghost tours. They also do private and public ghost hunts, which is really cool. Uh, They'll have pretty popular ghost hunters come in and do investigations and then you can also do your own investigations as well you can like rent it out for the night um, and do your own investigations Uh, they also I looked up their website tonight and they also allow you to do birthday parties and weddings (laughs) at St. Albans so if you are really adventurous make that money (laughs) and you want a (laughs) good in your wedding party uh, then you can get married in a place that people have died. But sounds great. I guess people get married at plantations. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> I went through uh, the little ghost tour that they have, and it was really awesome. And uh, the person that did our tour was super knowledgeable and told us about all the all the stuff. And yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's really cool if you are ever in Virginia um, and you're ever near Radford, Virginia, I think you should drive. I believe you can drive up into it. I don't, I think everything's locked, but you know, you could probably drive up to it and see it. You can definitely see it from the road if you drive by it. Um, if you're near it and maybe you're having a vacation, I definitely suggest going on one of their little ghost tours and if you want a private and public or a private or public uh, ghost hunt then go on to their website and uh, I'm sure there's a number that honestly I don't know I'm not promoting this place but you can you can go and research <laughs> it and, and check it out and do whatever you want um, but I think it's a cool place like I said I didn't have any personal experiences when I went but I'm kind of glad because I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Something touched me or like, <laughs> you know, any of that stuff. So obviously if you go be respectful, don't stir up any trouble with the ghosties. So yeah, that yes. is my story about St. Albans. Well, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. It's awful. And I can't imagine. I mean, like there's so many of those though like sanatoriums where they like tortured people like there's so many of them not even just in America but like literally everywhere like it's crazy like I just yeah it's literally crazy and it and it's I think it's crazy too that a place can go from being having such negative energy from the boys home to going to a completely different but similar negative energy with the sanatorium and people dying and it's just like yeah 
event after event after event happening and then you have this place that's just sad that's what I felt when I went in there it was just like sad sad yeah, yeah. so it's really Gosh. I know I know this is we should we should call this sad podcast <laughs> welcome to our sad podcast we're gonna talk about death and sadness boo but yeah okay wow I don't well, wanna, I don't want to end it <laughs> I feel so sad on a brighter note we finished our second episode Woo! actually I have a story that I want to add to the end of our second episode that we didn't talk about in the first okay. episode that we should have talked about um I would like to include that when we were we were testing the audio for our first episode I <laughs> I had not been drinking. I wasn't even drunk. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. Anyway, we were recording our audio, uh, just testing out things, making sure everything was going to be good. And as I recorded, uh, I, I recorded us talking a little bit, and then I hit stop. And I went to listen back to it. And I heard me and Kate talking. And then what sounded like, a deep man's voice going hey <laughs> and I freaked <laughs> out I literally I was, she really did I was on zoom with Kate and I listened to it like five times before I said anything because I wanted to make sure that what I was what I was hearing was correct and I was like oh my gosh it's a ghost <laughs> there's nothing else it could be it's clearly a ghost and so I ended up, I emailed the audio to Kate and made her listen to it. She was so scared though. Like, <laughs> she, <laughs> like I saw her face when she was listening back to it to make sure that we could, you know, record it and it would work and stuff. So we were on Zoom and she was like, yeah, give me one sec. Let me listen to it and just make sure that we can keep going. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm waiting for her to give me a signal that like we're good to go. And she just, her face, I can't even explain what her face looked like. And I was like, what, what's wrong? And she was like, spooky, something, there's a voice, there's a voice in this. It recorded a voice and it's not us. And I was like, oh my God, like, no way. So she sent it to me and I listened to it. And I was like, Diana, Diana, that is me burping. <laughs> But it was so funny because she was so scared and she kept looking around and she was like, where did it come from? Why, why did it record that? I'm still I convinced that I have great. a ghost and I'm going to name him Burpee and he's my friend. <laughs> so it's fine. I love that it was the fact that we weren't even doing something scary. Like <laughs> our first podcast episode was Mothman and the theory that the world is a simulation no I was still scared I was like Mothman's gonna get me <laughs> his strong no, you thought he was hot his strong thighs <laughs> his strong legs oh, oh my god gosh. yeah um maybe I'll add the clip to the end if I can <laughs> <laughs> oh 
oh my gosh imagine us being ghost hunters you're gonna be the person that's like no I literally just farted I'm gonna be like Kate Kate listen to this there's a voice it's clearly saying get out and you're gonna be like yeah I just farted (laughs) (laughs) I think that's literally sorry I'm a little gassy I had ice cream last night literally or one or I would shut the door and you'd be like oh, there's a ghost that just shut that door and I'm like Diana you watched me shut it and you're like mm, did I know yeah, <laughs> I can so- see that happening <laughs> so I like to jump to conclusions is what we're saying that's fine uh well <laughs> yes <laughs> jumping to conclusions was an Olympic sport you would have a gold medal you know what at least I have a gold medal in something I'm okay with it. You know what we don't have a gold medal in? Being good at podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. You're right, because we have an A-plus at podcasts. An A-plus, plus, plus. Watch, I'm going to listen back to this and be like, oh god, we can't use any of this. I know. (laughs) I'm waiting for it. (laughs) You're going to be like, where'd the whole podcast go? It's only five minutes. It's weird. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, a, it was a short episode this week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Nothing, very, not- very short. <laughs> nothing good. Nothing good uh, uh, recorded. It's fine. All right. Let's fucking it's end this right. podcast. Holy shit. Um, okay. Be good. And we'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you next week. And don't forget to question everything. Oh, and also, as you're questioning everything, follow all of our social medias as well. Yeah, which, yes, we do have one of those. <laughs> we have a Twitter at Conspiracy Time. Check our Twitter for updates and random stuff from us. Um, we both have access to the account and we will both be posting on it probably maybe possibly probably not um <laughs> but we do have a twitter at conspiracy time um and we have an anchor which that's probably how most people are listening right now um we are also on google podcasts and spotify which is pretty cool because spotify is super legit and yeah cool so. Love you guys. Question everything, bitches. We're out.